Hello and welcome to episode 9 of the Ram Nintendo Podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Jose. And today's episode is Telling a 3D Tale, because we're taking a look at the 3DS version of Tales of the Abyss, along with another game with 3D that is heavy on the 3D, Crush 3D. The demo's on the eShop, and we're going to talk a bit about what we think of this kind of cool puzzle platformer. Yeah, definitely... I don't know, a game that looked interesting until I played it. I mean, it's still interesting. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to what we're playing. But one thing that's worth knowing is it's only $20, so if you're on the fence. Yeah. But before we get to that, it's been kind of a busy couple weeks for Nintendo. I feel like I say that every time now. But, um... Well, I mean, it's... There was, G, there was the Game Developers Conference this past well, yeah. week. So that played a role. I Nintendo think, had a small presence this year, but that did... There was stuff that came I, out I think the year that they have a console coming out and all these other things... I mean, we're yeah. in the transition year. So. We are. We are. For the Wii. For the 3DS, they're full force. But. Oh, yeah, but I mean, like, the, the home console right, is right, essentially right. their... Like, right. Everyone... But yeah, it is funny that, like, last year... Like, they've used GDC to discuss... Like, they unveiled both handheld Zelda games, Spirit Tracks and uh, Phantom Hourglass. They unveiled Mario 3D Land there. Nothing this year. Nothing at all. Not even a pick? Well, they unveiled a eShop game that they already announced. The Through Space for 3DS. It has a different name now. It's now... Shifting World? No, no. Through Space. You know the one where it's like Tetris going into the screen on the Wii? WiiWare? Uh-huh. The block... You have no idea what I'm talking about. No. There's a wall block. There's a hole in the block. You have to make your Tetris piece fit in the hole as the screen's zooming through, and you have to do it really fast, and it speeds up. That's by Nintendo? It was. The WiiWare one. And now they're coming out with the 3DS one, which we'll also get to a little later, but it's called... Uh, what is it called? It's it's now Aztec themed. It's a uh, Quetzal's Corridors. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, before we get to all that, it's kind of funny because right, literally right after we recorded episode eight two weeks ago, I my in, that I said that weird. Two weeks ago, <laughs> right after we recorded episode eight two weeks ago, Nintendo announced a huge new game. They announced Pokemon Black and White two. Literally like hours after we recorded. So we kind of missed the boat there, but um, perfect timing. Yeah, great timing, Nintendo. Do it next time, Nintendo. Do it around our schedule. It'd be much appreciated. But uh, Pokemon Black and White Two. It's the first true Pokemon sequel. sequel. It's yeah. not a third version. Well, it's a full sequel. Not uh, same world, same Pokemon, some new Pokemon. No, yeah, but I, I like to think on Gold and Silver was a sequel to. But they were Red their own standalone versions with their own standalone features. This no, is a continuation of the story. No, that, that's like, um, Gold and Silver did continue the story. But it's a different character. Yeah, but it said, like, oh, Red did all this. That's like, true. It, it, oh, that's it, true. It, it discussed the aftermath of what happened to Team Rocket this, this after you got first, rid of them. This is the first numerically... Not yeah, in, in the, first, the same region, yeah. Because right. the other one definitely continued the story. That's true, that's true. This one is just... Like, I guess you're the same character. I don't know. I, guess, I don't know. All I know is... I, I guess maybe, I, maybe the Pokemon um, Freedom Fighters decided to... Do something else. I don't know. All but I know is I actually kind of like the fact that they're doing this because before they did the third version, you know, which was uh, Gold and Silver had Crystal, Ruby and Sapphire had Emerald. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I mean, I bought Diamond and Platinum had Pearl, but those were like oh, <laughs> no, Diamond and Pearl had Platinum. Oh right, which wow. I which I bought and regretted. Really? Well, I got to the fourth gym and I'm on like, I, I got bored. You got your over Pokemon until they do something revolutionary. Yeah, that, which is why I completely skipped Black and White. Right, I right. don't even have motivation to buy it right well the thing, the thing about the thing i kind of prefer the fact that they're doing the full sequel i mean we don't know anything this about might the game. push me to get i'm thinking one. like because those third versions you still haven't even opened your i copy. have black and i haven't opened it i'll get to it i will it's saying shrink wrap it's right been next like to my how many months eight eight months 
Well, here's the thing. I got a job like the day after I bought it, and I've been busy since. Yeah, because you have. Because you clearly have like Resident Evil, me, Super Mario 3D. Now Land, that you're making me Mario Kart. Now that you're making every me, other game that you. Now bought that in. you're making me own up to this on on record, <laughs> I guess I have to open it at some point. I, I will mean, open it. Here's open my the promise. shrink wrap. At here's least. my promise. <laughs> I will open it by the time Black and White Two comes out, which will be this fall in the states. And June in Japan. But Still no a cares. longest time of having a shrink wrap on I, game. It'll be open before this fall, I promise. But what I was starting to say, going back to my thought, what I was starting to say is I kind of prefer the, the full sequel versus the third version. Because um, third version is the same basic game with a couple tweaks and a couple new features. Improvements that kind of make you wish, like, why wasn't right. this in the first right. one? Right, but with Black and White yeah. 2, it's going to be all that, plus a whole new story, plus all new stuff. Like, it's like a step beyond the third version. Yeah. It's really, it feels more, it feels like less of a milking than the third versions were. I wonder yeah. how many more Pokemon we'll get. On average, we usually get about like five or six new ones per third version in recent years. The last one gave us like, I don't know, five different Rotom well, versions. I know there's no, I know there's new forms of Pokemon in this because the two yeah, the star two, Pokemon. Yeah, Reshiram but, and Zekrom combined with Curium. Sure, I, all these names are foreign to me, I'll be honest. But yeah, they... Black Dragon and White Dragon yeah, yeah, combined yeah. with Silver Dragon. Right, now they're, now they're new looking, so... Yeah, so does this mean we will see combinations of other Pokemon? That's actually will, kind of interesting. Will we get, will we get um, Venustoice? Venustoice? Yeah, Venusaur and Blastoise. I got it, yeah. I got it. Stay tuned to find out. You sound like a commercial. <laughs> or Blastizard. Blast, I like Blastizard. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, it's just weird that they... We it's won't. Kind of, uh, that, that's definitely not happening. You never know. It's just kind of odd, though, that it's for the DS. I can see it happening with the legendaries. Legendaries yeah. always seem to have multiple bajillion forms. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But, yeah, it won't, it won't be like Pikachu and yeah, Raichu would be Pikarai or something. No, well, That wouldn't even make sense. It's the same Pokemon. And, and, and it would get way too out of control with the whole typing and stuff. Right, right. I mean... It'd be like eight type Pokemon. Everyone would make types that have no weaknesses. I mean, we only have three Pokemon that have no weaknesses. Yeah. Sableye... Can't remember the oh Spiritomb and that shows was, that you're the bigger Pokemon fan. Cause that, I don't know who any of these. Guys I mean, even though, are. even though I didn't, know the original 150 and that's I mean, it. even and though no, the original oh. 250 and that's it. Yeah, I mean, like, even though I didn't play Black and White because I'm on a Pokemon break, I still kept up with every single Pokemon and battle strategy. You're and, insane. Just letting you know. Oh, I mean, oh, and the third one was this. Take ele- it as a compliment. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. This electric Pokemon, <laughs> I forgot what it's called, but it looks like an, an eel, but it has levitate. So, yeah. Okay. Electricity. Well, where, where were you going with that? Was what the, was your point with that? I was naming the three ones that don't have weaknesses. Oh, right, right, right. Sorry. I, I, yeah, it's electric. Yeah. It's only weaknesses. Ground. Levitate. Levitates it. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> anyway. anyway uh, <laughs> no, but what I was starting to say is it's for the DS, not for the 3DS, which is genius and stupid at the same time, in my opinion. Here's why. Let me explain. I, I think it's more genius than it's stupid. It's more genius than stupid. The DS has a ton of... Like, what, 130 million sold or something? Like, some crazy, ridiculous number. Not 130. It might be 100. More than we can count on our hands? And feet. Combined. So more than 20. Wow. I know. But, um, yeah, so that's a huge market that Nintendo could sell Pokemon to. Or they have the 3DS, which is an emerging system. You know, it's sold really well. We'll get to that in Jason's sales corner. It would convince a lot of people to buy it. It would convince a lot of people to buy it, but a lot of parents would be like, we just got you a DS, we just got you a DSi. So Nintendo's probably hedging their bets, saying, you know what, if it's a sequel to Black and White, let's just put it on the DS. It can be played on the 3DS. They even put that in the press release. It literally says, remember, you can play it on the 3DS. So, But I'm, with no new features, right? It's just I don't know. I mean, they could pull... Can a they, DS really detect that it's a DS, DS game? Can, 
I don't know, actually. The 3DS I know the emulates 3D. DS. DSi can that's do like, extra. It, 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 emulates, that's like it emulates it, but once it goes into DS mode, it kind of shuts down this whole system. Unless they run it some special code in it that's like, this is a 3DS game. That's what it would have to be. I would have to it'd think a, it's a, a 3D. different cartridge. Oh, that wouldn't work then. It has See, to be a different cartridge. Um, I guess it won't. But I mean, with the DSi, Pokemon Black and White support better Wi-Fi protocol. They had WPA because the DSi promote, had WPA. See, it might have something but like if that. You put, but it didn't have WP. I mean, sorry. D- the DS Lite version couldn't read the WPA, but the DSi version could, even though it's on the cartridge for both. Yeah. The women's professional athletes? Or? No, the, the the Wi-Fi protocol. WEP is the lower... Oh, yeah, 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 web. Yeah. Women's professional athletes? <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, it's just kind of... I guess it is smart. It would have been smart, like you said, if they put it on the 3DS and used it to sell systems. But I guess Nintendo figures, when they revamp Pokemon with the next inevitable version... Okay. That's when they'll. I, I'm waiting to bet we're gonna 3DS. get a remake before we get a new version. I wonder. I think Black and White Two might be partially a remake. It has the logos have a ruby and a sapphire in them. I'm kind of hoping. I don't know why, but ruby sapphire were versions of the game, so maybe they're maybe oh. once you maybe the story takes you to those regions at some point, and it's like oh. a half remake and a half new game. Oh, just like Gold and Silver, where you can right, where you can go back to camp. Honestly, yeah. I would prefer that instead of getting like Pokemon. Um, Raging Ruby and... Raging Ruby. I don't know. And, and Slick Sapphire. Yeah, because I mean, cause then if we would get that, that would probably come out like in the next year right. or the year and after. And we would get the real new ones for another three years, yeah. Yeah, so that's like four year wait for like the core Pokemon game for the 3DS. Like. Yeah, yeah. Well, they never released them right at the start of the system's life. And to be honest, Nintendo oh. kind of... Well, the Black and Nintendo White, Diamond and Pearl, that came out... Second, third year? See? True. Um... But yet, Nintendo We're kind of two they in the same generation. Keep it, Sorry, I keep true. interrupting you, but yeah, like <laughs> it's okay. You're very enthusiastic. I, I, I already thought that was kind of crazy. It's the fact that we got two generations it in is, one. It is. It is. Yeah. But um, what was I trying to say? Nintendo kind of put all their big franchises on the 3DS right off the bat. We have Mario. We have Zelda. We have Star Fox. We have I don't Mario Kart. I, I still like to think we don't have Zelda. That's true. We don't have a true new Zelda, but um, it was a port. But still, they put a ton of stuff right at the start, so they're probably saving Pokemon for later in the system's life. So they kept another bit. I mean, they have um. Paper Mario coming. They have Animal Crossing coming. Luigi's Mansion. But they already did Mario Kart. They already did Mario. So they're kind of going to have to, you know. Yeah, slow They're going to have to space it out a little. So I think Pokemon Or just five more franchises like Kid Icarus. I That's mean. true. Which, by the way, they're putting some marketing muscle behind it. It's got seven different I know. It, it, it made me go from, I don't care about it. To I want it and I need to it I now. Need, yeah, to I need yes, it now. Yes, it's Like, what the hell? They did a good job with that. It... it yeah. And yeah, and going into the launch in two weeks, they're they're doing tournaments nationwide. They're they're having like I just said seven know, different and then, commercials. And then eShop videos. Seven different commercials for one game. Not eShop videos, Nintendo video videos. Yeah. The the animes. Yeah. It's yeah. cool. Nintendo's definitely playing some marketing muscle there. Yeah, I mean if it went if it changed someone who wasn't on the fence to not wanting to get it to wanting to get it a lot. I mean just imagine it works. All these people that are on the fence are just considering They actually it. put out a trailer that's literally like it's Kid Icarus from the maker of Smash Bros. And they start it with like brawl footage of Pit and then like, look now he's in this game and wait is that what that was on, on facebook where nintendo had the mario account being like check out this game pit from the from my game is in another game yeah, he's like oh watch his team up in smash brothers then a transition yeah. to yeah the first minute of the foot of the video is like uh yeah, yeah a cutscene yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and then the second half is icarus very smart because uh brawl is a very big game so oh yeah and speaking of big games awesome transition number one we're packed with awesome transitions today speaking of big games um Assassin's Creed, pretty big franchise, I'd say, right? Mm, it, it's it's a, huge it, on It's PS3 a big franchise, but, but it definitely has, um, it, it's become worn. Yeah, because they released all the spin-offs and half-sequels, yeah, but and they're but trying the, to return it back it's, to... It's almost like Call of Duty status, like where it's... It's not it, that bad. Call of Duty's had, like, seven games at a time that 
uh, Assassin's Creed is at like three or four. No, I know, but I mean, I mean, I've pretty much been keeping up with like every single game, right? And I've oh seen... yeah, no, they've been releasing them like crazy because they had Assassin's yeah, and, Creed and they're all 1, like two Revelations, Brotherhood. And they're all like kind of sim- like yeah. similar, and like almost as similar as one Call of Duty is to another. Right. But well, here's the thing: Have you ever played one? I've never played one. I've played. I've watched I, a friend play it. I, I've played. played enough of it to get. A, I, I got a good feel for it. Well, if you ever want to play the whole game, or any Nintendo fans that only have Nintendo systems like us that want to, Assassin's Creed Three, which is supposed to be a return to form for the series, going back to its roots, is gonna be. But it never coming. really left them. <laughs> well, going back, it, they're they're scaling back from the like it, it's more streamlined, I guess. Point being, it's coming to the Wii U. They announced it last week. It'll be on the Wii U. It will presumably be a Wii U launch tile. They haven't said. I'm just assuming, and it will be pretty cool if the trailer's any any indication. You don't see very many games set in colonial times during the Revolutionary War. I would never consider getting a game during that time period if it right, wasn't Assassin's Creed. <laughs> you play, yeah, you're playing a Native American it, with the who's doing whatever the Assassin's Creed does with uh, <laughs> killing people. I'd imagine with. Um, <laughs> With the Revolutionary War going on in the back, like in the background of the game, like the story unfolds over the Revolutionary War, and you can, you know how, like in the other game, what a revolutionary idea! Ha! You know how <laughs> that kind of reminds me of the Apple thing you mentioned. Oh yeah, the iPad Three is resolutionary because its screen is above HD, uh, is above 1080p. I yeah, think. but that's nothing to do with Nintendo. So resolutionary, <laughs> such a great pun, yet so horrible at the same time. I like to think I tweeted this, but I like to think that like the Apple marketing team when they came up with that. They immediately were like, guys, it's resolutionary. And now we must celebrate our wit by going to get drinks. And they all go and party because they think they're so clever. But I'm pretty sure one of them did that. Oh, I'm sure they all did. <laughs> but um, anyway, Assassin's Creed 3. So in the original games, you could parkour off like buildings and stuff. You could parkour off tree branches in this one. I don't know how they hold the guy's weight, but <laughs> more power to them, I guess. Hey, they're the fine, strong oak. Yeah, the fine, strong oak of, of, it, it of New to... England in the 1700s. Yeah, yes, there's some strong trees, man. Yeah, but <laughs> but no, the game does. I am intrigued, and oh yeah, did they they did mention that it's going to have um cooperative. It's got mode. well, oh, Xbox's oh. website leaked that'll have a four player co op mode. Yeah, and no idea if it's true or if it'll be. Past games did have a co op mode. Brotherhood was big on co op. Yeah, but that's why it's called. Oh Brotherhood. no, no, but um, you had multiple brothers. Yes, no, but you have. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, but you couldn't really do that in the campaign. The only part, I guess, thing that had, like, a multiplayer cooperative mode... Right, it was an independent mode. It was, like, tower defense. Yeah, it was an independent thing, yeah. And hopefully this is not I I would imagine it's all... Well, there's a few details that came out, courtesy of a UK magazine called Nintendo Gamer. They claim they're going to be the first ones to play it next month, and they claim this information is legit, but to me it sounds like a room... Like, I don't know where they're getting it from. Take them. Take their word for it. Don't take their word for it. It's still interesting potential. Of With how, a grain of rice. Yeah, it's still interesting how it will uh, use the Wii U if it's true. The uh, touchscreen on the Wii U will be used for the game's Eagle Vision mode. That's that first person mode where you can see like the entire world around you and you can like pinpoint things. That's you. You know when like, they, like all the detective, like detective mode in Arkham City. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Same idea. But you know how like. Um, in the original trailer for Assassin's Creed, they show him at the very tippy top of a building, and he'd do a sweeping panoramic of the world around him, and he'd be like doing, Assassin's yeah, it's stuff. like, yeah, it's like that. Uh, oh, oh there. Okay, now I remember exactly. Yeah, it is like detective mode. Like, yeah, you, see, it, like, you, you basically see what you need to see. Yeah, it has number, icons. Yeah, and yeah number pedestrians are like a blue aura. Enemies are red aura. I believe so. Yeah. yeah. So that yeah. eagle vision will be 
Eagles have touch screen. Eagles don't look like that. I mean, no, don't they, see the world that no, way. No, they don't. But <laughs> actually, how would we know? I doubt they. I don't know. How do they know that like dogs are colorblind? Where do they learn this? How do they get a dog eye and put it in a human? Like, no, they, 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 I'm they, kidding. They, by the way, I'm kidding. I, I could explain it to you if you want. But sure. It, really? No. No. Later. All right. Not relevant to the podcast. <laughs> we're gonna get. We're gonna get one con. The first con on our site in like six months. It's just like I want to know how dogs can't see color. Put it in next time. But um, but yeah. So I have eagle vision, which actually makes sense because the Wii U. It does. They're it, <laughs> gonna explain. No, eagle vision actually makes sense. <laughs> no, it makes sense for the Wii U, especially controller. in that time period. How if they the, no, the... if the rumors true. Well, eagles, America. Yeah, Maybe the mutant like X Men. Well, no, it, it, the concept of using the Wii, the Wii's controller makes sense because Nintendo's done the thing where it's like a virtual world and you move around the controller to look. So you hold up the controller, you got the front, you got the first person view of Eagle Vision and you move around with the that's controller actually, to look around your world. It makes perfect sense. That's actually really, really cool. If it's if, true. If, if it's true. Because um, I remember that being one of the, I mean, it wasn't so much a problem for Arkham City because of the Detective Vision right. again. Um, apparently it was, I mean, for people that played it, that yeah. use that you have to use it so much throughout the game that you end up almost playing the game in that mode and you right. end up not really getting the most out of the visuals because right, actually, right. I mean, they actually went a lot on the visuals. Like, they're, they're Well, yeah, good. Arkham City looks amazing. Yeah. yeah, so if you're playing it all like... And in, it's coming to Wii U. So if you're playing it all like in hologram mode, yeah. like, you're going to miss out. So by doing it like this, you're kind of forced to like... You have both views. Yeah. 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 And, and you're not... Yeah. So but of course, cool. like every Nintendo console with a gimmick, it is very cool. With every Nintendo console with a gimmick, not in a negative way, just a gimmick of a second screen, there's also a bunch of shoehorn stuff. You know how the DS, a lot of third-party games are like, oh, look, your map is on the touchscreen. But that's cool. It's handy, except when they try and, like, make it, when they're like, it's innovative, because it's on the touchscreen. It's like, no, you're just using the screen. Oh. Guess what? This one will have a persistent map on the touchscreen. That's handy. I'll give them that. Persistent? It'll also have... As in, like... Always there. Oh, okay. It'll also have a fast... Uh, weapon switching will be able to be done to your touchscreen really quickly. Uh, there'll be an interactive database. But like, optimized for finger swipes or the stylus? I know, like, probably finger swipes. That would make sense. I mean, probably if you're playing the game mostly with your hands. Why yeah, I can't imagine them doing stylus. I think the Wii is going to end up being very finger-friendly, and unlike Hopefully. the DS. I mean, all touch screens except the 3DS currently are finger. Yeah. If you think about it. Yeah. Or like a Wacom tablet, but that's because you're drawing. But, um... Yeah, that one doesn't even respond to fingers. Right, right, because they don't have the right... It's, uh, it's not capacitive. Anyway, uh... They're also going to have some sort of interactive database you can go through on the touchscreen, probably like a dictionary of sorts of the world of Assassin's Creed, and or like an encyclopedia of the world, I should say. And, surprise, surprise, they're going to use some puzzles that have you use the touchscreen to solve them. Well, I guess... So if this is true, it sounds like a mix of very cool Eagle Vision with expected puzzles and maps. Which, I mean, they could be implemented well. Oh I yeah, mean, I'm not saying it won't be done well, I'm just saying... Like, I mean, like, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be some puzzles that would make... Would, would be funner on the touchscreen, because, I mean... Yeah. And what if you're trying to like to like lock picking or something? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, oh, quickly. Clearly, we both but... have been playing uh, Resident Evil Revelations because the first thing you do in that game is lock pick with the touchscreen, but or not the first demo, the demo of it. Well, you don't really you do. so much lock. You, you, you just you, kind you, of draw you, some lines and it picks the lock for you. You, you hit, you hack the security system. You're picking a digital lock, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm just kidding. But also. Um, <laughs> Speaking of Wii U games, there's also a rumor that Medal of Honor Warfighter is going to be coming to the Wii U. That's oh. the sequel. That's EA's sequel to... <laughs> I can tell you care tremendously. That's EA's sequel Medal of Honor that came out uh, in 2010, I believe. Yeah. I don't know. It comes out... I, I, I remember it being overhyped and, and, un- and, and underperforming. Yeah, exactly. Uh, hopefully this one's better. I think they probably learned their lessons. But it's coming out for other systems in late October. I'd imagine Wii U will be at launch. If you think about it, that's a pretty cool launch lineup. You got uh, 
Ubisoft already has Killer Freaks from Outer Space and Ghost Recon. That looks interesting. Yeah, it does. It, yeah, and then uh, they have those two. Now Assassin's Creed. EA will have Medal of Honor, and that's not even... We haven't even hit E3 yet, and we're already getting some pretty high-profile games coming at launch, or presumably at launch. I can't imagine them announcing something now for 2013. Although it could get delayed, but... Oh, yeah. Yeah. But also, speaking of good support, uh, at GDC, which is going on right now, Game Developers Conference, or, well, it just ended, um, third-party engines, were in, a, whole, a handful of them were confirmed for the Wii U. It's going to support the Unreal 3 engine, which is, um, Unreal Engine 3, sorry, which is what they use for all sorts of games. Aliens, Colonial Marines is going to use it. For other consoles, I'd imagine it's going to use it on Wii U. Unreal Tournament Uh, used it. Unreal (laughs) Tournament used it. Gears of War uses it. Arkham City uses it. So this is really a reconfirmation because a lot of games are already coming to the Wii U. What are you going to say? Oh, no, you said it. Yeah, Yeah, actually, that's another launch title. That would be really cool. Um, If it wasn't a year later. That's a game I would get. I would get it. It looks interesting. But yeah, in addition to Unreal Engine, there's something called Autodesk. They do a whole bunch of different uh, engines, including an AI character animation engine, interface animations, uh... Just to clarify, AI and character are separate thoughts there. Not AI characters. All character animations and artificial intelligence and interface. And Havoc for Physics? That's, Havoc was used for... Havoc for Physics. Yeah, Havoc was, was uh, Smash, Smash Bros. Bros. Yeah. Havoc is the physics engine that powered Smash Bros. So no surprise there. It'll be on the Wii U. But yeah, yep. this is all shaping up. I mean, it's very trickle, a slow trickle of news. But shaping up to look like the Wii U is going to be a very competitive, at least with current next-gen consoles. Yeah. Current-gen consoles, I guess. Um, But these... um. All these, um, wow, I, I'm lost graphics words. engines, yeah, that are getting created. Um, none of this can be implemented. Um, obviously, this is all for like next gen stuff and for computers, I for, guess, right? For this the is all part. for like PS3 and 360, and they're basically saying, yes, they're gonna be tweaked so they work on the Wii U. But the PS, oh, they're yeah, I'm a bad, I completely forgot that they exist. No, forgot how things worked. I was like, really stupid. Oh, you forgot they could port things over? And... No, I forgot that um, the studio uses the engine to make a game, right. and then the players get the game and right, play it on their console. For some reason, my trend of thought was that the console itself just has an engine. Oh, no, that, no, 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 Yeah, yeah, I was yeah like, you're, a little, you're a little confused there. But that's yeah, why I, I never said it, which I ended up saying. Right, so. right. Also, one kind of interesting thing, Autodesk makes, um, they're the ones for the iPhone and iPad. The people that make Maya and Mudbox, are Autodesk. They? They're yeah. Autodesk? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. They also are well, the ones... Know. Good to know. I actually had no idea. They're also the ones that make the uh, vector art programs for the iPad and iPhone, which are super popular. And Apple featured... Why haven't I heard of them? I don't remember their names, but they're pretty... Why would I know about them? Yeah, you don't have an (laughs) iPhone or an iPod, but... uh, I mean, iPad. Uh, But Apple actually (laughs) featured all of Desk's newest vector program during their press conference for the iPad 3. So they're a very big company with, you know, big reach. So it's very cool out there on the Wii U. Also at GDC. I'm just cruising through the news here. Also at GDC, this is... I think this is actually a very cool thing. Uh, Mario Tennis Open was on hand at the show. You could play it. And how it uses the gyro on the 3DS, like gyro controls, is super clever. It's, uh, there's some impre- I still haven't even... Right, there's yeah. some videos and impressions flowing around. IGN, Kotaku, a bunch of those guys played it. And um, basically, when you're playing the system, you know, when you hold your 3DS, you kind of hold it in your lap and you look down. So you're playing in the game's the usual top-down Mario Tennis. Like, kind of top-down, angled top-down. Then, as you hold the system up to your face, up to eye level, 3D will turn off and the camera will swoop behind the back of the character. So you're playing like a behind-the-back mode where the ball's coming at you. What do you mean 3D will turn off? I'll get to that. 3D turns off. It disables. And it does that because if you tilt the system slightly to the left or to the right, the angle will shift. So instead of your character being smack in the middle, 
they'll be slightly to the right huh. or the left, and you can look around the court a little as you're playing. You know, it's it's kind of like dynamic camera angles for replays, but you can do them in real time as you. So play. that means they kind of so so that obviously it has to have some sort of system in place, like right when you start playing, it detects what is your neutral position. It will pick your neutral position probably right when it starts the match. Yeah, because when you raise it from there, because yeah, obviously like yeah. if someone's not being careful. Right. Duty will turn off even when it's not supposed to. Turn right. Well, off. it's only if you raise it a significant amount. From yeah. what I've seen. So that, that's actually it's actually really, really cool. Really so cool. you can shift the camera angle just by moving the system up and down. Does it detect like left and right movement yeah. to turn off? Yeah. Or no, no, no. I don't know. I think you have to raise it to. Turn well, actually, well, I mean, unless the game actually requires you to do those movements, it probably wouldn't. Right. Right. But I just think it's. I just think it's cool that um, not only can you activate behind the back that simply, but then you can slightly tilt it so you can look around the court a little as you play. So if you're doing doubles. Hypothetically, they only were demoing singles, I believe, at GDC. That's all I saw in the footage. But um, if you're doing a doubles match and you don't know where the other person is because you're doing the behind the back mode and they're out of sight, if you tilt it a little to the left and they're to your left, boom, they're suddenly there and you can see the ball going to them or towards you or you could, mm. you know, it's it's cool. It's a very that clever use. Cool. I wonder if, like, if that would even be a good idea for other games to implement. Like, let's say a shooter, like Resident Evil. Like, when you go into your gun mode, oh, like, yeah, yeah. it's in 3D, but then it, once it detects, like, movement, it turns off. I feel like I feel like it's about time. It's weird, because, like, I, it would be helpful, and it's interesting that Nintendo's the one implementing this. They're essentially, they're essentially acknowledging the 3D breaks, which, I mean, they know. They've referenced it in interviews and said they have to build around that. But it's interesting that they're just like, we're not going to... We're going to let our imaginations run wild and then just turn off the 3D if necessary. Yeah. The, the 3DS... Well, I mean, they've made... It really shows that the 3DS is... Um, Focus has shifted strictly from the 3D to just an overall better gaming. No, experience. I mean ever since they, it was "quote unquote" like relaunched, like yeah. they haven't even like on the commercials don't even they don't really focus hide. on the 3D it's as just a selling point. Yeah, yeah. Like like those um when I when I go on game trailers and stuff, you have those commercials. It was like, oh the 3DS. Oh the trash talking ones. No 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 no. It it, it just has like um the 3DS pops up and goes like. This is the Nintendo 3DS. Download your games. Watch oh, movies. The, right right. Um, browse the internet. Yeah, they're really emphasizing. Like and, they're and, emphasizing how connected it is. Yeah, and then it says like your your new media hub or whatever. They're emphasizing how connected it is not just with that, but at GDC at their booth, they have a huge banner that says the most Nintendo's most connected device ever. They're really trying to push the online and whatnot and Street Pass, which makes me really hopeful for the Wii U that they're gonna get online right finally. Man, I, I mean, I'm I'm really optimistic about it, but I'm optimistic. Yeah, also, doing... like, I mean, uh, I keep thinking that what if it's not like them? What if it sucks? It could. I mean, Nintendo the 3DS. That would be like, like a really big letdown, considering like how much like how, how much hype even just us talking about it. How optimistic really? that we feel like how much they're letting us to believe that they're actually yeah. really trying. Like, I, I mean, trying is well, one they thing, are. but Kid Icarus right. has the Nintendo Network logo on the box now. Oh, we, they also Seven have. The, right and speaking of the box, they have the PlayStation. The inside of it finally has inserts, pictures, the inside box. Oh, yeah, makes yeah, yeah. Use of, Makes the use inside... of the Swiss cheese holes on Yes, the... yeah, the inside of all 3DS game cases for recycling purpose or for environmental purposes, has all their, those holes, and what, Japan and Europe for a while now have had cool little art. Yeah, like, those re- like Resident Evil has, like, a blood splatter, Nintendox has a bunch right, of Right, and, and Icarus is the first one in the States to put something, right? Yeah. That is cool. They're really going all out. Comes with the stand, comes with the cards, comes I know, with... the game... Well, it's Sakura, he always... Jam yeah, packs his games true. like I look at Smash Bros. I don't it's, know. Yeah, it's definitely true. I, I mean, honestly, if I really, if someone really wants to like, and they play regularly Smash Brothers, I'm talking about. Right. Like, it could take years to unlock everything, like unlocking all the trophies, all the stickers, all the stickers. Like, there's I haven't even unlocked probably half of it just because. Which means I've unlocked the, about one percent of it. Because like the <laughs> multiplayer is so fun. That's all we ever play. Yeah. And I could see myself playing the Kid Icarus multiplayer for a long time. Like yeah. all the different 
Yeah, I'm looking at the time. Yeah, yeah. no, they, we, we talked about Getting it last ahead. time. Yeah, no, just like the other different items, it's like different characters. Yeah, they have different items. You have loadouts, like a shooter. It's it's very cool. They, yeah. Nintendo definitely put a lot of effort in and, and it shows. Um, but yeah, you mentioned you mentioned the eShop commercial you're seeing on game trailers for like how connected the 3DS is. And it's funny you say that because another thing Nintendo is emphasizing at GEC, along with the fact that, look, it's Nintendo's most connected system is, hey, look how we use that connectivity. They had a, uh, they put out a press release right at the start of GDC with a bunch of uh, eShop announcements. Nothing gigantic. Anything but, gigantic? No, but mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of cool little things. For example, Game Gear, Sega Game Gear, will finally be playable on oh, the 3DS. They're doing the emulator for it. Uh, starting March 15th, you'll be able to get Sonic the Hedgehog, Triple Trouble, I didn't know that's what the Game Gear one was called, but that's what Nintendo said. Oh, I thought you did those two separate titles. No, Sonic the Hedgehog, Triple Trouble. Huh. Uh, Shinobi, the Game Gear version. And a game called Dun- uh, Dragon Crystal, which quite frankly I've never heard of, but I'm guessing it's an RPG, and I'm guessing it came out at launch with the Game Gear. Total guess on both fronts, but just a hunch. Oh, yeah. But um, <laughs> and So that's Game Gear. That's next week. They're also going to be releasing uh, a new first-party eShop game, I believe in... I don't know if they set a date. I think April, maybe? But that's called, uh, we touched on it earlier, Quetzal's Corridors. And did you, I, I mentioned that, I already talked about it. It's like Through Space. On the on WiiWare, there's a game called Through Space. Yeah, you have, you have, you have a wall of blocks. I'm explaining more detail, so maybe it'll jog your memory. Wall of blocks, and you have one piece that's floating towards the blocks. You have to rotate the piece to make it match the hole in the blocks. And then when it goes through, a new wall appears, and a new piece appears. And the more you go, and the more pieces you put in the, in the wall, and the further it goes, the faster it gets. Huh, looks like it's shaping up to be an interesting game. You know, I was going to make fun of the fact that you just made a pun, but our, our, our episode titles are full of puns. The <laughs> descriptions of the episodes are full of puns. I should just embrace the puns. It, it's, all, it's all pun intentional. <sighs> okay. <I'm> anyway. <laughs> no, but what you just described really reminds me of this TV show from Cartoon Network called Hole in the Wall. Yes, it's a video game of that. Without fat people. Without fat people. In jumpsuits. In jumpsuits, trying to fit in skinny people holes. That sounded so wrong, but you know what I mean. <laughs> wow, prejudice. No, I just say no. Fat people can't play no, with our skinny no, people. No, no, holes. no, they do that on purpose. They make the holes too thin because it's comical. I feel bad for the fat. No, no, they get, wasn't all, they get all wet. Okay, this conversation is taking a really There's strange There's a pool. Turn. No, I know. I know. I'm. I. My mind's in the gutter. Anyway, back to what I was getting at. So, through space was on WiiWare, and it had a very clean. Tetris aesthetic, but uh, this new Corridors game, Quetzal's Corridors, they're going Aztec. It's going to be Aztec themed, jungle themed, it's got 96 mission levels, I don't know what that means, <laughs> and some sort of head-to-head mission multi- levels. And some sort of head-to-head <laughs> multiplayer. Hmm. So, it's coming from Nintendo probably in April. It's their next big first-party game. I don't know. If it was online, it might be worth getting, but who knows. Hmm. Well. And they also confirmed a couple third-party uh, eShop games that'll be out between now and the end of April. There's Colors 3D, which is a you've probably seen. It. It's a really cool art-making program for 3D. Yeah. So you can do layered drawings, and they look really good. You can put them to twi- post them to Twitter right from the app, I believe. Really? Wow. I think. Don't quote me on that. I think that's how it works. There's um. There's a game from UFO Interactive called Zombie Slayer Deox. I saw some footage of this, and it's kind rhythm of... Rhythm action game? It's a rhythm action game. Hmm. It's uh, game. Yeah, no, it's you run and you slash and chop and destroy zombies. To the rhythm to, of... To some rhythm. I, I don't know. It's, well, it's, it's, it's a side score left to right. Well, I mean, I, I, I am intrigued by Sega's um, Rhythm Thief, so I don't see Funny any Funny you should mention that, because that demo is coming uh, sometime in April. Ooh. I believe it will be... I hope I put this... Yeah, no, just in April. Oh, well, I think the twenty second. 
Maybe. I'm looking forward to that because I love me rhythm games that don't. Rhythm Thief looks cool because it's like elite B agents mixed with Professor Layton, so you can't really hmm. go wrong. Like, as the story of Layton and the cutscenes of Layton and the gameplay of like. Wait, which game are you talking about? Rhythm Thief. Th- rhythm Thief. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that should be cool. But yeah, Nintendo confirmed all of those. I'll combine with Rhythm Heaven, one of the best games ever made. Yes, yes. But anyway, they they announced those. They they announced Punch-Out, which is already on the eShop. They announced Touch Touch Mini Golf Fun Time, whatever it's called. Fun Fun Mini Golf Touch. But will you have Which is supposedly a pretty... Apparently you do. It's supposedly a pretty good uh, mini golf game. That's out on 3DS now. So there's stuff coming. They're keeping the the momentum I I guess they're... Putting the no, just stop, just stop, just stop. Don't even start. They're, they're no, but they they do have some cool stuff coming, and I'm hoping they continue the momentum they had since what last November with Pushmo onward. They've been releasing like a solid eShop game a month, hmm. so hopefully they keep it going beyond um, Ketzel's corridor. I might have to consider getting a bigger SD card and just copying yeah. everything there and just using this one for. Four gig SD card stuff. I don't know. <laughs> You're probably gonna need one. You have so many downloaded games. Yeah. Well. Yeah. But here's one. Uh, here's one game that won't be coming to the eShop anytime soon. Funny that this comes out around the same time that Nintendo announces its latest lineup. But um, Team Meat made a game for Steam, I believe, called The Binding of Isaac. It's you've played it. It's like what? Yeah. It's like a two D. It, it's almost identical. To, in, in design to the old school to the any Zelda game The Legend of Zelda uh-huh. um, every screen is like self-contained once you move to another screen the screen moves with you right and it's just a dungeon crawler ran, and it, em, the emphasis of like the the quirk of the game I want to say yeah or hook is that the game is well, it's made by Team Meat so it's already really difficult as right it is. they did Super Meat Boy which is notoriously hard yeah and notoriously addicting yes. this one <laughs> is more hard than addicting uh-huh. but um the game you could re- actually beat it in five minutes it's really short which means and that's why it's that much harder right because i it took me probably a month to beat it once and it's only a five minute game but after i got right. good at well, it clearly it's not a five minute game because <laughs> it took you a month <laughs> yeah but well, um not a month of continuous play i died I know, like I know, hundreds I of times yeah and every dungeon is randomized from the mm-hmm. bosses to every encounter everything is uh-huh. but i guess um i mean the reason it's not to go with it has the game it's is very religious. Religion-centered, yeah. The whole game is essentially, like, um, this mother is obsessed with God. She hears a voice. Right. And that says to sacrifice his son. The son escapes. Um, you find things from, like, holy water to the Bible uh-huh. itself. You fight Satan. Uh-huh. You, yeah, you find the crucible. Now, see, this doesn't sound that bad. I mean, it's... It doesn't sound super religious, but yet Nintendo, Team Meats wanted to bring it to 3DS, and Nintendo essentially turned it down. I didn't know Nintendo was... You also get that crown that Jesus wore. Oh, okay, that... I guess it does kind of add up to being quite a religious game, but not necessarily, like, praising the religion, just involving it. Yeah, it's just... But I mean... You, it's just there, yeah. I mean, there are, like, altars that have, like, pentagrams, and you, you go to them, and they give you well, power. Well, that might be why Nintendo turned it down. Satanic pentagrams that you go to to get power. <laughs> that possibly could be it, but... Yeah, you have to, you have to make a pact with Satan. And... Oh, well, see, you should have started with that, because I'm like, oh, Jesus, whatever, <laughs> but... Okay, that makes yeah. more sense, but and, still... And it has a lot of internet references there's like rage faces all over the place that's funny like you know the the old man in the cave in zelda he's like yeah. all by himself like, yeah the they, don't go you can't go in alone take yeah there, there's like a guy like that in a small room and it's just a forever alone face <laughs> that's awesome yeah but yeah um nintendo i'm kind of shocked they turned it down i get it's religious i get it might be controversial i haven't heard nintendo censoring like that since like the green blood in mortal Kombat on the super nintendo oh, wow. like they don't do that anymore it's weird at least it's not public yeah, i mean that they do luckily that. for us 
that want a uh, team meet game on Nintendo, you, it didn't really affect the relationship. Like, according yeah, to, yeah, team meet went on to say, whatever, we're still gonna release our games for them. Yeah, like that. That they they're disappointed in the censorship, but they understand yeah, and they're and they're moving they, on. Um, what did they say? They thought it was old fashioned. Yeah, or something it like. is. That's what I'm saying. No, Super yeah, it Nintendo's is. When but I at least they said that like they're still looking forward to making a game for the Wii U. Right, right. It just strikes me as weird. Or like, 3ds. I guess Nintendo's attitude is we curate the eShop. We you are buying it from our eShop. It's not like. Oh, it's for it's not like if they released a retail copy. It's not yet. like Steam, I guess. Right. Well, no, even Steam Valve curates, but it's kind of more like well, not really curates, but they run it. No, no, but they don't. Nintendo, I feel like they don't care like, they who know. puts what. I think Nintendo's philosophy with this, and I think it's wrong, is when you go buy it's a their physical, reputation on their line. Right, because when you go buy a physical game, yes, it's for that system, but Nintendo can say we didn't put out the game, but when it's on the eShop, you're downloading it from Nintendo servers, so Nintendo feels a little more responsible. Is it the right attitude to take? I don't think so, but it's what Apple does with the app And I guess if it's advertised, the then I guess they're like, oh, little kid. It's like scrolling right. through it. Like, what's this? Why is this right. little boy? Oh, yeah, the main character. They is a naked little boy. They Oh, well, yeah. They just wanted to avoid the controversy then. But, I mean, it's exactly what Apple does with the App Store. They police their own market as well. So, I don't yeah. know. It's not ideal. I wish it was there just in, on Yeah, principle. but I mean, it's, it's not, I mean, honestly, if it were to come out on the eShop, it probably would cost around 10 bucks. You could even get it on Steam for like five or less but dollars. But still, it's just, it, in principle, Nintendo shouldn't be censoring, I feel like. I understand why, I just don't agree with it. That's all. Um, but. Well, and last quick note that. Yeah, sure. Think, like, I don't know, I guess since we were mentioning Steam, or I was mentioning Steam, that Steam box rumor. It turned out not to be true. Valve said it wasn't. In a nutshell, yeah. <laughs> for, for everyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, I haven't said the for anyone thing in a few episodes. For anyone out there who doesn't know what we're talking about, uh, The Verge, an awesome tech site run by the former Engadget crew, Joshua Topolsky and all their people, uh, they reported that Steam was releasing essentially a Android-style box. They would put the they would make the software and the specs, and anyone could develop can make this box. They could have other companies make the box for them, and it'd be a console that plugs into your TV and runs Steam. And EA's Origin, it would support competitors. Oh. But, and it would have a biometric feedback controller of some sort. But then Valve came out and said to Kotaku, I believe, nope, yes, we're messing with that box. It's because we're working on our lean-back experience for Steam to play on TVs by hooking up your PC to a TV. You can get a big screen Steam that's more TV-friendly. Oh. And they were using those boxes to test it. There are no, here's the key part, immediate plans to release a Steam box. And... On a similar note, um, the biometrics, they are testing, but they've been very open about that, and they claim that nothing's necessarily coming of it. In other words, it's happening, just probably not for a while. Probably going to happen before we get Half-Life 3, though. Probably. It'll probably launch with Half-Life 3. Oh my god, it's so long. Yeah. Considering Half-Life 2, and then, this has nothing to do with Nintendo, but you know, this is a little bit cliffhanger. I, it, no, it does I really, I really it love does that because game. this Steam box could be a very viable thing in the video game industry and it could be a challenger of the Wii U well, I mean, I would, and it could outsell the Wii U hypothetically I mean I would definitely consider getting it considering a lot of right and you have a lot yeah. of Steam stuff on your Mac yeah, yeah. but it's just it's interesting because they're not taking the standard console approach of uh, I'm Nintendo I make the Wii U I'm Microsoft I make the Xbox they're doing the Android approach where they can have any yeah, manufacturer make really, it they just make yeah. it they just license it to the man. they don't even license it it's going to be like an open SDK I believe meaning, yeah, and, and meaning they, a manufacturer could go you know what? Or like Roku or like one of those, you know, the guys that make the like streaming boxes for Netflix. They could be like, let's throw in some gaming on here. And they could get Steam on their box and upload it. So then you could be like, I'm going to watch Netflix. Now I'm going to play Steam from the same little box. I mean, not only that, but it would make it really hard not to want to buy a game from Steam because they have sales like crazy. They have sales like crazy. You'll buy more games than you have time to play. They have sales like crazy. They have all the big third parties. 
you download it to the system. You don't need to go to a store. Yeah. You can play it on your PC when you're in an airplane. And, you can play it on your laptop. When you're at home, you can play it on your TV using Steambox. It's a brilliant And, and the Steam service is just really well implemented. Like, yeah. I don't know. There's so many it's, like, it's good features. It's essentially the PC's and, Xbox Live. Yeah, like, I mean, I don't have a PC or Xbox, so it's, like, the, my perfect alternative. Right. Like, I get to play my everything. Like, right. I, yeah. And Valve is just a company with a lot of goodwill. So, honestly, if they did this, it could really change the industry. Yeah. So, I guess the only time will tell on that That's scary. Kind of cool. In a cool way. We'll it's cool for us. I mean, this is... Yeah. Yeah. But, um... Hopefully, Nintendo can still do their thing and... But, oh, well, yeah. Nintendo's always going to do their thing. Contrary, yeah. if Alice love them, if Alice hate them, they'll keep chugging along. There's That's no true. I mean, even if they end up not making consoles, they'll still probably make games. So. Yeah. And uh, and everyone's always saying, oh, Nintendo should go to the iPhone. I don't see that ever happening. I don't... I mean, know. they can make a ton of money, but it's... A, Nintendo's philosophy is marriage... Is Wasn't a marriage there, like, some Pokemon phone game? Yeah, someone put Pokemon Yellow, a crappy... No, 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 an official Pokemon phone Oh, game. in Japan, yeah. It was something you... On your it iPhone... It was for Android, It was, too. like... It's for Android and iPhone. You match the music on the TV with something going on in the game. It was for the anime. And it was a promotional tool more than a game. Mm. Like, you... It was, like, a guess the song. Yeah, they played like... on TV and you'd guess on your phone. Yeah, because I remember yeah. when it came out, people were like over-speculating, like, oh my god, they released something that's Nintendo not Nintendo. stock went up. Nintendo stock actually noticeably increased because they're like, oh, they're developing for iPhone now. Because most analysts feel like Nintendo's dead because they're not an iPhone. Oh. I don't necessarily agree. I mean, as we'll get to in my awesome Jason sales corner, which I love so much, uh, 3DS essentially doubled the sales of DS. So, But before we get to that, couple, we have two more little pieces of news. Uh, one I know you're excited about, and that's the sequel to 999. Actually, so, well, yeah, I mean... I mean, you, you love I, the first I, I, game, Well, right? yeah, I'm excited. I just said, I guess, since I haven't played 999 in a while, like, I guess my excitement has died down a bit. Right. But, um, I don't know, yeah, I really love 999. Hopefully they keep the whole... Nine, the vibe. But, yeah. It's I, funny, because now they're saying it's not a sequel to 999, it's a new entry in the Zero Escape series. A series they created after well, 999 that 999 is retroactively part of. That would make sense. I mean, the main villain in 999 is called Zero. Right, but Zero it's just funny escape. that they're like, we're going to make a series after releasing the first game and retroactively add the game to the series. Like, they're not saying this game. The new game's called uh, Zero Escape Virtue's Last Reward. And I love the original tentative name. What was the tentative name in Japan? Um, is Zero Escape Adventure Good People Will Die. That's a morbid title. <laughs> <laughs> That's really it, it, it earned its rated M rating. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, the sequel coming out 3DS later this year. Uh, 999, one of the things, its big thing was it had, like, fully hand-drawn 2D characters and animations yeah, and environments, um, right? Yeah, it was just, like, Phoenix, right? It's right, the best right. Name. Except it was CG backgrounds with, no, pre-rendered backgrounds with, right, the, right. with the 2D sprite characters. Right, right. Well, for, and uh... really, like, well, implement the story and multiple... Mm-hmm. Well, that's gonna stay, I'm yeah. sure, but they're sw- they're switching it up and, uh... But... Zero Escape is gonna be all 3D characters, environments, everything. Yeah. Which makes sense for 3DS. Yeah, I mean, why would they use sprites? I mean, right. That would look kind of weird. Right. And while they're saying it's not exactly a sequel, they're still promising some familiar characters. Probably that bad guy you were just referencing. Yeah. Since his name's in the game. But, uh, yeah, later this year, I know you're probably going to be picking that up. Yeah, more than likely, yeah. Yeah, Axis Games is going to be the one published. Um, which, who I believe published the first as well. Yeah, I mean, the first game had... I mean, just like a side note, but um, just like yeah. based on a lot of screenshots from this upcoming game. Like, the first game had, like, this character that was kind of scantily clad. Uh-huh. And this uh, and then this newer character, it's like, okay, obviously they're just trying to... I don't want to say go all out, but almost... Yeah, they, they are tried, going, They out-sexed the original character? Yeah, like, the, the first character was... Just, I don't know how to describe it. Like, you know, like, um, kind of like what Jasmine wears in Aladdin? Sure. 
Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, that's it, just a weird comparison, but yeah. Well, no, because that's kind of what she wore. Uh huh. And this one's wearing even less. And, and this one, she's like, she's only wearing like this ring around her neck that is happens to cover what needs to be covered. Her, yeah, just covers what exactly what needs. Yeah, to be covered exactly else. what needs to be covered. That's funny. And it's in oh, 3D, Japan. so it's like yes. And let me guess, real realistic jiggle physics. I'm sure, like um, dead or alive. Yeah, I'm sure they'll have. Yeah, yeah. God love Japan. Um, the last bit of news before I get to sales is. Uh, the good folks at Rovio, you may know them as the people behind Angry Birds and the upcoming Angry Birds Space, which will be coming out. And Angry Birds soon. Rio and Angry Birds. Well, yeah, I meant the whole. No I meant the new. Mania. There's Angry Birds, Angry Birds Seasons, Angry Birds Rio, and now the first true sequel, Angry Birds Space, which has zero gravity and gravitational pulls. And like you, you slingshot the bird, and there'll be planets with gravity pulls, and the bird's trajectory will change. Like more gravity. It's like 2D Mario Galaxy, yeah. Like Mighty Milky Way? Sure. That, yeah, kind of, kind of. That is the gravity thing a lot. You have to kind of yeah. move it through planets. Right, it's kind of like that. You have to like mm-hmm. a, a, a account for the planets because the trajectory will change. Yeah. So when you aim at the pigs, you really have to weave through the planets, essentially. Oh, yeah, the, the, but it's, it's their biggest game launch, they say. They're doing this whole massive ad campaign with uh, NASA. Yes, NASA. Because wow. Na- NASA provide them with gravitational data and stuff, apparently. Anyway, long story short... Well, I guess they want to get their physics realistic. Yeah, long story short, we'll probably get a chance to play that exact game and all the Angry Birds because uh, Rovio said down at the uh, South by Southwest Festival, which is going on now, that's a tech and music and movie and everything thing in Austin. Big week-long event that uh, they're bringing their games to the 3DS soon. So I assume that would be Angry Birds Space, because that's the one they're hyping. Hopefully Plus, they're... retroactively, they'll probably port all the other ones. But hopefully they're, like, nice like ports for the 3DS and not, like, oh, cut the rope ch- kind of thing, where it was just put on the 3DS. Like, the DSi. Right. A lot of DSi. Things. Yeah, I'm guessing it won't be like DSi, where I'm sure it'll be in 3D. Or layered, at least. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. I mean, I like Angry Birds, so no complaints here. But yeah, so that's cool. It's nice to see... Rovio's one of the biggest developers in the world now because of Angry Birds and the merchandising that they did from it. They have, they literally are rolling in money. So it's cool to see one of these new up-and-coming big names actually scoring I mean, like, I mean, I like, I mean, I, I like the game, but it feels like... The, Kids it, love it. It's, though. um... It has more fame than what I feel it's the just game actually it was, deserves. It's just because it's so casual-friendly. It was the first real casual hit for the iPhone. I know, but I mean... I mean, anyone can... My dad plays it. He doesn't play Mario, but he plays Angry Birds. I know, but it's, it's interesting how, like, how, how like, a, a cutesy pig-bird palette swap made a big difference. Compared to? Um, Destroy the Castle. Destroy the Castle... Here's the... Okay, here's the thing with Angry Birds. It was a mix of that and it was a mix of it got to the iPhone in, at the right moment, at the watershed moment for the iPhone's success. With Destroy the, the Castle was game. never was not an iPhone. No, no, it was, it was, like, a flash a, it was like an old computer game. Right. But so they basically took Destroy the Castle, cutesied it up, as you kind of were saying, and then they happened to release it on the iPhone right at that moment when people were like, what's this app store all about? Where are the good games? And then bam, Angry Birds. And it just went crazy from there. Yeah. So, I mean, but Rovio is a huge company. So the fact that they are supporting Nintendo, that's cool. Good sign. Yeah. Uh, and that kind of wraps it up for normal news. Of course, we do have one of my favorite segments, Jason's Sales Corner, and it's an interesting one. Don't fast forward. I know some of you do. It's, it's, it's... There's I do when I'm editing it. Thanks. There's <laughs> some... Well, you still need to edit in the cash register sound, but I don't think you ever will. You lied. Three or four episodes ago, you're like, I'm going to add a cash register. Stop and add it. Well, you still haven't opened your shrink wrap, so we'll see what happens first. All right, it's on. I'll play Pokemon Black. Before you open, the, add the cash. You beat chapter three of Resident Evil Revelations. I'll play my games and then you. 
How are you anyway, supposed to try raid mode if you I can't know. even... I know. I've been busy. I've been busy. I did play the Crush 3D demo, which I'll talk about later. But anyway, sales corner time. So the 3DS is in its first year. It's wrapping up its first year. In, in fact, by the time you listen to our next episode, it will be the 3DS's first anniversary here in the States. It's already one year old. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Nintendo put out a press release gloating about some of the sales. And contrary, as you may recall, in our earlier episodes and before we started recording, everyone's like, oh, the 3DS is sales. It's a flop. It's not going to do well. Or is it selling well because it's, you know, has crazy sales during the holidays? Well, how about this? The DS in its first year sold 2.3 million units. The 3DS doubled that, roughly. 4.5 million in the U.S. alone. Not bad. Not bad at all. That is not bad at all. No, it's and, selling like crazy in Japan. So. I know, and check out some of these numbers. So the 3DS currently has a library of 100 physical, not eShop, titles. And has sold 9 million games across those 100. The DS in its first year didn't even have that support. It had 58 titles and sold 5 million. So obviously those numbers make sense. You know, the more games you have, the more it sells. But that's interesting that there's so many more games for the 3DS. Good sign. Developers are supporting. It's not just Nintendo. I mean, they've been releasing a lot, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean. And we Metal have, Gear, Resident Evil. And we each have, like, about, like, 11 games. And, yeah. I mean, 11 games, like, not all of them can't beat just Nintendo. Games, yeah. And this doubling expanded beyond, you know, uh, actual numbers of, like, sales numbers. Also, in terms of how much money Nintendo's making off the thing. $1.2 billion in revenue when you look at software and accessories and hardware all combined. The DS in its first year did $540 million. So there's another doubling, and that's a big number. So yeah, Nintendo's financials are down, but they just raked in $1.2 billion in revenue. In wow. the U.S. alone. These are all U.S. <laughs> only. That's kind of crazy. They also, uh, some people have been saying Nintendo doesn't get download download content. They don't, they're not doing the eShop right. We talked last time, I think, about how the eShop is a much... It's a step in the right direction with curated, mixed with... No, I mean, we actually look forward to like yeah, checking it every that, Thursday. That, I mean, when was the last time you checked the, the, the Wii Shop channel? A year or two years ago? I mean, I only went a on A year it, ago. I only went on it recently to download um, Mario Party 2 because of the Club, Club Nintendo. Nintendo. Other right. than that, I wouldn't have probably not gone on it at all. Right. But yeah, it's the eShop. You know, Nintendo's going in the right direction. Developers have praised it. We've talked about that. We've praised it. And clearly it's working because um, there are over 500 titles available on the eShop, which I believe includes DSiWare. But still, 500. Pretty big chunk. That's five times more than physical titles. And the average 3DS owner is actually downloading stuff. The average 3DS owner downloads five games or applications to their system, which five out of 500, that's not you know a ton. But the fact that they're going there, they're browsing, they're finding things and downloading. Well, three of them are something. would be free, like the Pokemon, the Nintendo video. Not all of them are downloading Pokemon, I imagine. But yeah, Nintendo, well, Nintendo video, video, Nintendo swap video, note. swap note. Those are probably guarantees. But the others, that's it, really. Who knows? I mean, they're buying stuff. They have to yeah. be buying stuff. So that's pretty cool. I, that's good for Nintendo that they're. It shows they are. I think. I think it shows they are on track with their online initiatives, and presumably we kind of touched on this earlier. Presumably with the Wii U, they'll trend in that direction some more. So, good news on the Nintendo front there. Also good news in that in the NPD numbers, which February, which just came out. I'll run through these pretty quick. But uh, Mario 3D Land is now seeing at almost 2 million units in the U.S. 1.85. Not bad. Mario Kart 7, 1.45. And Pokemon Black and White. We've been talking about that a lot today. The, uh, the combined, the two games have sold 4 million copies in the U.S. Whoa. I think it's safe to say that's why they're putting Black and White 2 on the DS and not the 3DS. They want those 4 million again. They probably won't get it since the 
third iteration, even though this isn't really a third They'll iteration. Get it. We usually They're going to market it as an entirely new game. They will get it. You wait and see. Mm-hmm. I guarantee. I mean, it's it, it's selling it's selling well, and I'm sure it'll continue. But um, also, Nintendo sales are up for February. January. I remember when I last did my sales sales corner. Uh, Nintendo. Everyone was saying, "Oh, it's the worst. It's the worst. Uh, you know, it's the worst month since like 2005, and sales are still far down." Well, Nintendo sales are up. They sold 625,000 across all their consoles. The 3DS was up 53%, 262,000. I'm guessing a lot of that has to do with Resident Evil Metal Gear coming out. 262,000, a 53% jump is kind of high if they were, you know, unless yeah, there's a game if, to if, explain if nothing, it. If nothing happened. Right, yeah. but I'm guessing people are buying it for those third-party games, which bodes well mm. for future third-party support. Oh, I mean, you wait until Kingdom Hearts comes out. And oh, yeah, game. that's going to be huge, especially in Japan. They're right. nuts about it. Uh, the Wii saw a 50% increase to 228,000. Oh, I have really, no idea why, though. Really quick thing before yeah, I forget. Um, so, the, P- the PlayStation Vita just, like, a, lo- a list of leaked games were... Not leaked. There was an event that happened in Japan. Well, whatever. Point is... Metal Gear HD and all that? Is that what you're talking about? No, Monster Hunter is on it. Whose list? Whoa, whoa, wait. Is it from a German Amazon page? Or Norwegian or something. It was a retail know. listing, right? It, it was the same. It had GTA on it. I don't know about GTA. Vice City. No, it, it had all these other games. Final that, Fantasy. That are real, like it had Tales of um, Innocence. Not real. Oh, okay. Someone, Tales of Innocence someone on 4chan made a fake image and it spread to every news site. Okay, yeah, every that makes sense because like because the image looked exactly like uh, the PSP one. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure that's fake. Yeah. All right, that makes. But sense. speaking of Vita, yeah, that makes uh, sense because like yeah we. I remember Nintendo, right. uh, that whole Capcom shabacle. Shabacle, yeah. Speaking of Vita... Until, yeah, Monster Hunter 4 comes out. More people are going to buy it in Japan like crazy. Right, right. Speaking of Vita, um, it sold. It was out for a week in in uh, the U.S. in time for the MPD to track. A week of the MPD tracking. And it sold. It didn't sell as well as the 3DS, but it came pretty close. It was over 200,000. So I believe like around 230,000, but I don't have the number handy. But yeah, so I mean, time will tell which one's going to sell better. But the 3DS, as I just pointed out, has a 4.5 million unit lead here in the States, so... Well, and uh, the DS, lastly, how's this for a big jump? 76% jump compared to January. 135,000 units, which is, you know, not anywhere near the 3DS. But who doesn't have a DS by now? Exactly. Yeah. Who's buying it and how's it going up? I don't understand that. But um, the main thing Nintendo was bragging about this uh, during this sales corner, during this NPD cycle, is they have more 5 million unit selling games than any competitor. Doubling almost both competitors. Mario Galaxy 2, which I'm sure you're going to be happy about, is the latest game to hit 5 million in sales. Ooh. The other 8... Much well deserved. The other 8, if you're curious, we got Wii Play, Mario Kart Wii, New Suit Mario Bros. Wii, Wii Fit, Wii Fit Plus, Wii Sports Resort, Just Dance 2, and the original Galaxy. Plus, uh, Just Dance 3 is on track to join very, the, the, the 5 million club very soon. So basically, that sums up what made the Wii a success. Classic Nintendo fr- franchises and uh, casual-friendly games. Not like anyone had any doubt, but there's the proof. And uh, I see you how you're so captivated; you have nothing to say. I, I'm speechless. Yes, like, clearly. And the one. Last... It, well, I mean, yeah, I'm not really on speech. Just like I don't really know. I mean, just considering how much bash it's been getting, it sells like crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah, like like people are saying, oh, the, all this like Nintendo Doomsday talk and all this other stuff. Yeah. Right, and they have five. They have nine. But, but, but million they're like, sellers. Like, yeah, but with that, I mean, they're. The, the well. system's doing well, and then even crazier, everyone's like, oh, 3DS isn't selling, but I just showed how it is. And on top of that, software... Not only is it selling. 3DS software <laughs> made up 30% of the top 25 of the NPD charts. 
We don't have access to all 25. They only released the top 10, and there are actually no 3DS games in the top 10. But if you look at the top 25, while they haven't released the individual games in their rankings, they have put out like a group list of like, here are the ones that were in there. And eight of them, eight of the 25, 30% were 3DS games. A third of all games in February were for the 3D, <laughs> sold in the that's, top 25 were for the 3DS. So that's pretty cool. It's actually a, it's kind of funny. There's, it's a mix of what you would expect. You got your Mario Kart, you got your Mario Land, you got your Resident Evil Revelations. That's actually doing quite well. When I picked it up, uh, anecdotal totally, but when I picked it up, one Best Buy was completely sold out. I had to go another. Uh, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games is, uh, is in that top 25. Then you got some kind of surprising ones. You have FIFA Soccer. Lego Star Wars. You have Lego Star Wars, The Clone Wars. You have Lego Pirates, of, Lego Pirates of the Caribbean. The Lego games aren't too surprising. Kids love them. But FIFA Soccer, good for EA. I didn't think that would actually hit top 25. Yeah, good good, good for you. Yeah. Good, good. Thumbs up, guy. High five over the internet. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so 3DS is actually holding its own. And I think the fact that there are that many games in the top 25, 30%. I just, I, that's just crazy. Uh, I think it really shows that, sure, it's, you know, the lull after the holidays, but there's still a very clear continued interest in the 3DS and activity among its owners. So, like I said, lots of stuff in Jason Sales Corner, but I kept it pretty brief, I think. No, um, yeah, it's actually all, like... It's all good news. Yeah, good news. Yeah. Uh, so 3DS, doing better than the DS, that's for sure. And and that's saying a lot, saying DS did super well. And uh, that pretty much wraps up the What's Up with Nintendo look at the latest news. Uh, we also, of course, are going to have what we're playing. As we kind of alluded to, I haven't been playing a whole lot. I played the demo of Crush 3D. You, on the other hand, I've been you saw how many hours into Tales of the Abyss? Well, I mean, that's the average amount of time it takes to play. Yeah, but how many hours was it? Like 40. Good chunk of time. So In one week. Yeah, so since this episode is telling us... Th- oh, it was not... It was two weeks. I didn't get to play this week because I actually had my 3DS repaired. I had it sent to... Nintendo. N- yeah, to Nintendo. But yeah, since since this episode is telling a 3D tale, why don't you tell the tale of tales... Of how my 3DS got repaired. No, no, no. There's, no. there's no tale. So there. it had scratches on it. Oh, here and we go. Okay. So I sent it in and... And then it came back and, without and, them. Customer support was nice. They actually told... They recommended that I left my street pass on so that I would get people. Yeah, that was... Yeah, because I was actually hearing you calling them and that was cool. They, yeah, and actually... They got, literally like, by the way, a fun feature. Do you know what street pass is? You should totally street pass in the factory. Yeah, see so. what you get. Like, I mean, I got people from all over the place. I got people from like Arizona, Texas. Well, the um, region, yeah. Because oh, yeah. LA has their regional... Yeah. But right. before you sent it in, you played Tales of the Abyss, which is a 3D remake, 3D make of the PS2 games. So, what did you think? Why don't you tell the 3D tale so our title makes sense? So well, so title makes sense. Being a person that um, doesn't like to judge games just on their the fact that they're poor or compared to the other port, but it works in my favor that I never played the PS2 version. Right. Well, I never had a PS2. That would so be yeah, it makes sense. Or not do the trick as the case. But um, I did play. Tales of Symphonia, so I do have a game that I can compare it to, but I but, thought Tales of the Abyss was a really amazing game. I thought it was well worth the price. Well, you get way... You, you get you get 40 your, hours, and that's all I have. And, and I didn't even, like, do almost any of the side quests. I, I'm not really a side quest person. I just like to mm-hmm. go... And, and I hate level grinding. So I... I hate level grinding, too. Yeah, so, 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 I find it... Pokemon's the only game I can level grind in. The others, it's just too annoying. Yeah, like, I mean, I... I mean, also... I also don't like to level grind, or I choose not to level grind because I actually like having boss battles to be a lot more difficult than they really should. Uh-huh. 
So, I mean... You like the extra challenge. Yeah, I also like it. I mean, I, I would hate it if, like, a boss just gets, like, destroyed over because of level grinding. Right. That's, that's no fun. Right. But, um, yeah, like, I mean, taking that into account, like, you... People could play this game for, like, way more than I did. I mean, there's probably 50 more hours of game... Oh, and 50 I've, or 15? Probably 50. So it's a 90-hour... Wow. Because, I mean, after you, after you beat the game, I mean, there's, like, hidden bosses and stuff, and after you beat the game, you could... Depending on how you did throughout the game, mm -hmm. they give you a certain points, like certain number of points, uh -huh. and you could use those points to buy. You could either keep all the moves you had in the previous save file, right, or you could keep like all the money you had or all the titles, and then transfer it over to a new save file. Oh, that's cool, and kind of pick up where you left off. Well, yeah, and then well, you start the game over, but yeah, you you I mean, keep pick all up your, with your stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, so you could unlock even more stuff. And that's cool. So that's a good way to encourage replayability. Yeah. I like that. But um, I guess I'll start with the graphics. I mean, it's a port. They. Didn't, it was a PS2 game. Right? Yeah, it was yeah. a PS2 game, but I mean, they didn't go the the Karina of Time route. They didn't upscale or yeah, it, 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 yeah, it, it wasn't a yeah. All they did was add 3D to it. And how, how is the 3D? No, honestly, I thought the 3D was was pretty cool. Was it like kind of a diorama set? I imagine for an RPG, you'd be it'd be more like diorama y, where it's like well, I mean, you're the, looking in on a little world. Almost. Yeah, which I thought worked perfectly well because right. I mean, when you're moving around the world, I mean, the, okay, let me get this out of the way first. The sure. overworld map was i mean while it's acceptable it was it's like tales of symphonia where it's just bland yeah it was really i mean like by today's all tales games have super bland maps I yeah think. i mean by today's standards i mean i guess you would expect more it didn't bother me at all because it's just what i would expect right and but if you're going in not expecting it you'd be yeah. like what is this yeah yeah you, you would be like wait this, this looks like i'm just running on endless green hills because you are <laughs> but uh, i mean i mean there's obviously a little more to yeah it, and yeah. also um also just getting this out of the way um mm -hmm. there's significant slowdown when you're on the world map, more so than really. Like, I wonder if that was in the PS2 version. No, it was, just, it was. So they just didn't bother fixing it. Yeah, and how and, lazy of Namco. And um, like you'd be running, it'd be like slow mo, like it would like total frame rate drop. Yeah, awful. I mean, why it, wouldn't they fix that? The 3DS is more powerful. I mean, than like PS2. It, it, it bothered me a little in the beginning just because of the fact that it was there. But after that, I mean, it's. You got used to it. Yeah, because, I mean, you're playing in the over... I mean, it's an RPG, so obviously um, you never really need quick reflexes in the overworld. Because once you encounter an enemy, you go into... I mean, yeah, you go into a little cutscene where right. there is no slowdown ever. Right, well, it's not really... It's not cut. You cut enter a battle... A battle mode. Yeah, you enter a battle... Yeah, it's like a, a, battle it's like a real time... Yeah, it, it, it's, it's like the slowdown in Resident Evil. There's only slowdown when something's loading, and you're, you're never in combat when there's slowdown. Right, so right. Right. It, it, it makes... To me, no really, and there's also uh -huh. no random encounters like in well, other yeah, RPGs. They have the, on the map, on the big green map, don't they have little blobs to represent the enemies? Well, and this one actually has detailed. Oh, because I know models in Symphonia, the, it was little blobs, yeah, like black blobs, yeah, of goo. Yeah, but uh, other than that, like other than those minor nitpicks, quibbles. yeah, quibbles. The uh, I thought the graphics were really were really good. Mm -hmm. e even like when you go into the cities and like the way the camera like. Like moves as you're running, like those that do like panoramic. Yeah, just like to show off, like yeah, like and then like some of the buildings just like super huge in the distance, uh -huh. and like well, that's cool. And, and then like the design of some of like the cities, like like there's this one city that comes to mind that just looked really, really. I don't, I don't know. I can't think of another word. I'll just say good. I don't really want to say gorgeous, but it's like gorgeous it looks, works. It, it looks gorgeous. Art like, can be gorgeous. This is kind of art. Well, well, I just couldn't think of the right word. I'll just use that word. It looked gorgeous. Like it's just like a a city that has um. It looks like it's designed mainly by marble aqueducts, uh -huh. and um, it has these really tall buildings that you can see. Every, like the camera pans back, so you can see everything. It has like waterfalls everywhere. And, it, and, and I'm guessing in 3D, it must look. Yeah, so and it nice. looks really nice. Like the the architecture and a lot. Like it looks 
the game stands out, I would say. I mean, I know just reading through a lot of reviews, like people said that yeah. that the 3D sucked horribly, that they couldn't even play it with the 3D on. But you didn't have that experience but, at Honestly, all. I don't know. Like, Obviously, it, it just comes down to... It, it, I realize it comes down to a per-person basis. And, of course. And I try to... And I hate it. Well, I can't say I hate it, but I don't like it when... You hate it. When, <laughs> a, passion, when a reviewer says it. that... Um, they say the 3D sucks, but then they say that... Um, it they they say it in a way that everyone should assume that it's gonna suck for them too, because they make, cause they, we don't, cause they make we don't, it sound more like a technical issue than a preference. Yeah, because we don't get dizzy with the 3D, but no. people always say like, "Oh, the 3D makes it horrible." I'm gonna turn it right, off. Right, right. I mean, like, yeah. Right. So basically, I played with the 3D on the the whole time. Without problem. Yeah, I got. Yeah. I, I played with the 3D on while I was in a car ride for two hours because it was that addictive. That's not. That's going to give you a headache, I'd imagine. Um, you look, get motion sick in the car, I get motion I sick I get in the really car. motion sick in the car. And I, yeah, I, you I, still did it. That's I, dedication to your game. Luckily for me, it was night, so you couldn't really see, see the out. Yeah. It's not It's not the surroundings that bother me, because like in a train or a plane, I can do it. In a plane, you know, there could be things not moving by very quickly. But in a train, things move by. It's just in a car because of the stop and go of the car. Yeah. That's what bothers yeah. me. Oh, so... But yeah. back to back to tail. So, so, so graphics, <laughs> graphics, awesome. Uh, I mean, even if you could get over the oh, in addition to that, you have yeah, you have these like full like anime style cutscenes that are really nice. Full voice acting. Yep. Um, you get full voice. Well, I'll get to that right now. But, oh, sure. Sorry. Yeah, but you, but yeah, you get like um these awesome like anime cutscenes. You get um some a lot, I think a, they a lot had of had a Tales of the Abyss anime in Japan for a while, like a full show. No, they they have that. Well, it's like a mini series. They uh, also have one for Symphonia. Oh, I never knew that. Um, they're actually, yeah, they're pretty cool. Though. That's cool. But, um, yeah, there's some, for the most part, the in-game cutscenes, the ones that use the in-game engine, mm-hmm. um, they, they work pretty well, but there's some, like, two in particular, right in the beginning of the game, that, um, uh, were pretty bad. Right, the, that's a great first impression. Yeah, the, yeah so that's what I thought, like, oh my god, are the rest of them going to be like this? And they weren't It got better at all. throughout the, That's backwards. Usually you expect the effort to go down as the game goes on. Yeah, because there was just, like, a horse crossing a bridge, and it, it's uh-huh. like, everything has, like, this... Like, this mist to cover up the fact that it doesn't want to render more than what has to be. Right. It's like the N64. They did that all the time. The N64, yeah. the mist. Yeah, but... Other than Star Fox was pretty guilty. Super N64 is the most guilty. Of yeah. Them, but that was a bad game to begin with. So, from... Yeah, from graphics now, like, to, um... I guess the story, I mean, it's, I guess... I don't want to say it's what you'd expect from a Tales game, because... I've come to realize a How lot of people haven't played... How cliche it. is it? Is there a girl who somehow royalty ends up helping you? Are you an orphan child of some sort? I'll say kind of yes to both. Typical because, tales. Okay. Typical you're, JRPG, honestly. Because you're you're a guy in royalty. There yeah. is a girl that helps you, but she's not from royalty. So it's reversed. So then the answer is no, not yes. Oh, yeah. It's, kind of, it's the same. It, they yeah, switched it around. Yeah, but the first tale is like, also, you're not from royalty at all, but you were an orphan kind of thing. Right, right. But... I don't know, I mean, like, even though it is kind of the same story, like, I, I don't know, I guess maybe it it's worked just, for you. Maybe it's just me, like, I never really get tired of the whole, like, even, it's like, it's like Zelda, like, boy starts from nothing, well, yeah, saves nothing the wrong, world. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with this, I'm, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, I'm just saying it's funny that fits the bill. No, yeah, but, but, but that's they, another thing no, that... I mean, if it's a good story, it's a good story. No, I mean, it's, it's a, I mean, like, the, the story, it develops, it starts off, like, I want to say a little, tiny bit slow. It takes you a while to actually start caring about the main character. But then but like, once you do, you really yeah. But like, yeah, the, the story develops fast. Like it, um, it has a really nice pace. Like they keep you on it. Like they keep you guessing. Like there's right. always like nice plots with every once in a while. Right. And like once, and every time you think it's about to end, um, like all these new problems arise. It's almost like, I, I, I 
it felt like it wasn't three arcs, only like three seasons. Like, <laughs> like they give you like this first quest in the beginning. Like, oh, I mean, uh-huh. this is not. This doesn't spoil anything because in the beginning of the game, you have to find your way back home. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I found my way back home, and mm-hmm. that kind of wrapped up everything you thought was important to the game. But then they present a whole new plot that you kind of thought they could have touched up in the beginning, but then they really address. Right. Then you take care of that, and then and then there's a third, and then there's a third one that addresses all these what if scenarios that you were thinking about when you were playing the second one. That's cool. That is kind of clever. It, it's like they left no, no right stone no, unturned. No yeah, yeah. It was it was great. Like all the characters are well developed. I actually, at first, actually, I had this really bad problem where I was comparing it too much to Tales. I'm like, oh, I mean, I'm, wait, it, you're comparing so Tales of Symphonia too much to Symphonia. <laughs> They're compar- all called Tales because I've only played Symphonia and this game. That would so, be like I was. And, I, I compared Final Fantasy too much to Final Fantasy. <laughs> yeah, like. I start. I compare the characters right, way too I gotcha, much. I got you. Yeah, and because I really like Symphonia, and I'm a, in the beginning, I was just being a little like, I don't know, too judgmental. And too judgmental. Like, oh, I like Lloyd better as a main character. Right. Oh, this character is not as interesting. This as character this has one. red spiky hair instead of disheveled brown hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah, like, yeah, the other one's more interesting or whatever. But yeah. as the story went on, like these characters, I felt became even more interesting. Or, mm-hmm. and, I don't know. It was just yeah, definitely. They they reached their own game and I shouldn't have done that from the right. beginning. But I'm I'm really glad that it actually convinced me to right, just right. Like, like it that much. And um, the other thing I would like to point out was um, another direct comparison to Symphonia, but not in a Which negative way. You just way. said you didn't want it. Okay. Yeah, but, but, but I I don't want to make the comparisons to put like I guess like direction of the plot. Yeah, yeah. No, I got that, you. I got you. Even though they're both. Kind of similar plots, but... Because yeah. all Tales games had the same plot. Yeah. <laughs> Which is cool, though. I mean, Zelda... Has the same yeah, plot. Yeah, going back to yeah. any of those games... Yeah, like, it's all the same. Yeah. Just... I just, but just, what are we going to say about it's it? It's more interesting in, uh, to see how they... How they, they reach feel that fresh. end goal. Yeah. 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 It's all about the journey, not the destination. Yes. Thank yeah. you for that word. For uh, those words of wisdom. Um, this game is definitely more combat-oriented than the first oh. Symphonia game. Well, then maybe... I See, I'm, I'm not big on RPGs that aren't very combat-heavy, so... Yeah, like, from what I remember... Well, Symphonia, I played that game like three years ago. Not yeah. recent? Um, sophomore year. Yeah, three years. Yeah, three years ago. Um, yeah, it was introduced to me by a friend that recommended me. I'm like, I don't want to play a 40-hour game. And then and, you did. Yeah, and <laughs> and what's funny that that game, Abyss was also a multiplayer game when yeah. it was on the PS2. And I played Symphonia in multiplayer the whole time and like I loved every bit of that. Right. But um, getting to the... So the whole combat-based part, Symphonia is definitely was way more puzzle-based than uh-huh. Symphonia. Like I remember, every t- temple you went into was actually like an actual temple. Right. You had this ring. You had to figure out all these puzzles. You had to put switches in the right spot. Right, right, right. You had all these like the Standard gener- the, the generic the tropes. generic ice puzzle where you have to like kind of slide forward, and if you slide too far, you have to kind of start all over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this one had very little puzzles, one, and the puzzles that were there were pretty mindless. It was more like Oh, you just had obstacles. They weren't puzzles at all. You had, like, the you have to navigate a forest. Okay, um, I can't cross this river. There's a tree right there. You just have to burn the tree down to create a path. That's uh-huh. all you're really doing the whole time. Just, that's not so bad. So it's, more, it's way more action-y, then. Yeah, that's like... It's but, more straight, streamlined, you would say? Yeah, the, yeah, because you get so many more battles than you did in Symphonia. It's like a trade-off, I think. Like, right. one was puzzle, more puzzle. Right, than, right. Oh, yeah. Going back to those... Like, so out of the two, do you prefer this over... Actually, prefer the action over the. Puzzle. Yeah, I, I prefer the action. I love the the battles are so fun. That's like another big thing about this game. That right. Um, 
a lot of, I mean, yes, you can button mash, you can just keep slamming A for to get through most of the battles, but the level of customization is really, really deep. Yeah. Cause, um, so, because I, I was about to say, um, with Symphonia, I definitely button mashed it a little, but I bet, I'm sure the more, the more enjoyable part is the level customization over the actual physical fighting. Yeah, because, I mean, um... I guess if you're playing with friends or something, I mean... You have to buy a match. Well, you kind of do, but like, you do have to... At some point, you do have to form strategies. Oh, true. Like, true. you do have, like, your healer, you have your physical attacker, you have your distance mm-hmm. attacker. Mm-hmm. But you you have to, like... Um, they actually allow you, like... You get to decide where you want to place each person. You get to decide exactly when that person uses items, if they use items at all. Uh-huh. Which items they use. Uh-huh. What they're looking out for, whether it's their own health, if they're looking out for their uh, allies' health. Right. Um, what distance they'll attack from, and you actually get to go into like every single move they've ever learned. You get to pick which move they don't they, use. Yeah, which move they don't use, or right. which move they use. And in addition, you get um on the touchscreen on the GameCube. I think you use the analog to yeah. to get some attach moves. Like oh yeah, you could quick, command them. Yeah. Yeah, you, you could create commands like quick shortcuts. Right. Right. And they could be your moves, or they and could be your point. And this is now on the touchscreen. Yeah, which, which which is, would be much easier. I'd, yeah, it, since it, it, it has the name right there. Yeah, it was so much. I thought it was a lot nicer. Like in the GameCube, I used I used it to command like my allies' moves because like all oh, their magic users. If I wanted uh-huh. to heal, I'll just press whatever. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But in this one, since it was on the touchscreen, kind of like in Super Street Fighter Four 3D, right? Um, they would use it as a button to use your ultras. Right, right. Like I would use Mario it as, tennis. Oh. does that as well for slices and stuff you can just press the touch oh, screen well button. see exactly like that like I would use it as part of a combo I would have like A, yeah. A, a B and then touch screen button and then like, it was just so well implemented I feel right right and you also I mean people were saying like oh the 3D wasn't used the touch screen wasn't used for anything except for a world map but I thought the world map was really helpful just having it there really big on the yeah, bottom yeah you were mentioning earlier when we were talking about Assassin's Creed's possible map how handy it is to have the map on the second screen be it on the Wii U eventually or on the 3DS yeah I mean I mean, especially this game, you're traveling all the time. So, and later in the game, like, first, like, you have to travel by foot everywhere. Then mm-hmm. later you get your, your vehicle so you can travel a little uh-huh, faster. Uh-huh. And then later, like, if traveling through your vehicle isn't fast enough, you could just jump to the spot you've been to. That would be the one I'd prefer. <laughs> but you get that you get that later in the game. And the game actually, I don't know, like, it gives you these options at the exact point when... When you're about to say this is getting ridiculous. yeah. So, That's smart design. Yeah, like, as, like as soon as I'm like, oh, I have to travel all the way here. What? What? I could warp there? Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, so... I guess I will. And then you could also, like, cook using the touchscreen. Like, oh, the touchscreen, I thought it was used really well. And um, mm-hmm. I remember there was one thing that you pointed out when I, I wanted to just, like, show off oh, the yeah, showing it off. Um, the menus that don't use 3D at all. I remember you just... Yeah, that was weird. Because I played it for, like, a minute. Literally a minute. <laughs> and... The world looks good in 3D, like you said. The graphics do have a charm to them. But all the menus were flat. Like, if you look at the top... If you look at a 3DS game... A 3DS game on the top screen of the 3DS, the 3D screen, the menus have depth. They're layered. You could clearly see one thing's on top of another. It looks 3D. It looks like there's depth. With this, it was 2D, flat, static, boring. It was like the bomb screen on the top screen, essentially. Like, yeah. It, it was weird. It felt that, it felt like if they were already 3Ding everything, they could 3D the I mean, you think it would, but it that's be that such hard to, a nitpick, to be Yeah, honest. I mean, but to their defense, I mean, the, the menus have so much information on them. But like, still, they could layer the boxes. No, I know, but, like, I mean... They could just put the one main box of the menu up a little from the background. Yeah. And that's it. Then I wouldn't have noticed. Yeah, but there's definitely a learning curve to just figuring out how everything works and making the well, most out of everything. I feel like that's true for all JRPGs. All oh, yeah. Pre- all RPGs. Yeah I, mean, yeah, I mean, they're definitely not for... It's for a niche group. 
And, yeah, I mean, other than that, like, I don't know. Oh, also, just like a quick other note on the graphics that I wanted to match. Me- mention. You want to Mitch? <laughs> Mitch. I want my friend Mitch to tell you about these graphics. I wanted to Mitch it. Um, it's diff- um, it's all. It feels like the look of it is all like watercolory. Yeah, I noticed that the minute I it, tried it, 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 it has, remind, like, it's kind of. It kind of reminded me of Skyward Sword in some right. in some. Right. It, it's just like very like some levels were like very cell vibrant shading, and a unique form of cell shading, basically. Yeah, and the trees. I don't know. I mean, just for the sake of it like as soon as I saw the trees I'm like wow these look way better than Skyward Sword Skyward Sword had weird trees they, they look like paper cut out trees like paper craft trees yeah uh, they, were, they were really bad yeah. It, yeah. It, I can't even couldn't get over like when I was watching my brother play the game I just kept looking at the trees mean? yeah Skyward yeah. I was like why why <laughs> but um so, uh, so beyond the trees overall I would, your thoughts on Tales I'm, I, I mean these are pretty glowing so I'm yeah, guessing for, you, you would recommend I would it. highly recommend this game for anyone just wanting an RPG like it's a good RPG you get I mean in my opinion you get a, in my opinion you get a good story mm-hmm. you get great visuals you get mm-hmm. really fun and addictive like battle gameplay and and, and you get a bonus quest there's a bonus quest yeah, you, you get bo- the, no 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 there's a bonus quest you don't even know the quest of finding the game because it's so limited run yeah, that's what you it, get to go on an adventure to play the adventure uh, <laughs> it's like what they made like GameStop's got like three copies each or something like it's super I know I'm almost run. like I mean I I pre-order all my games just out of habit yeah so like when I was hearing like on some websites that I go to people were driving like six hours to go get a game like when yeah. I was first hearing about this I'm like wait what it's, it's that hard to find it's already it's that hard to find and, and then I'll see people like posting a picture so like look what I found today and it's Tails and I'm like what like, it it's just came hard out. to find yeah. so I'm like oh well, so basically that's good <laughs> so basically I'm, to sum up your recommendation if you can find it you should buy it is that what you would say uh, yes. if you like RPGs of course yeah. If you, yeah definitely buy it if you see it good luck with that yeah. <laughs> more reason why like not to pass it up because if you decide to pass it up and you're you'll gonna re- you're gonna it regret again. it later you will never if you it's that, one of those games that's not gonna go down in prices for that problem right and it'll go up if anything and the one time you see it will be the one time you will ever see it so buy it <laughs> when you see it <laughs> oh man see the, the, <laughs> le- learn your mis- learn now learn from my mistake from not getting the Phoenix Wright games when they came out oh yeah you spent it was hunting them down yep it, yeah. it was it was a it was a nightmare I imagine Another rare game. Well, is that, is, that, is that pretty much summing up what you think of Tales? Is there anything else you want to add? Um, no, except that it's awesome and I probably will replay it in many years. Oh, I, I guess minor, uh, tiny little quick thing that just occurred to me. I did mention the fact that um, I played Symphonia with other Back people the, the whole time. Multiplayer, right? Yeah, but since this one is on the 3DS, the first thing I went away, can you play with other people? Can but you? It's, it's a, no, it's a one-player experience the whole huh. time. So I, that was kinda, I was kind of hoping to play with other friends. I.e. me. Yeah, and he, well, and also have this other friend... <laughs> who has a, who has the game. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, Emerson, he's also a big right, 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 right. I'm like, oh, I'll be able to play with them. But, um, yeah, since you can't do that, but at the same time, I think I ended up enjoying the game a little more this way. Because you got to really act on your own strategies. So yeah, because yeah, I was able you to... You have to adapt to other people. Yeah, and, and not only that, but I remember also just, like, it just brought back memories. Right. From when I was like, oh, we have to coordinate, like, oh, I'm, right, oh I right. can't play tonight, oh, and I have to wait to find out. Right. Or like if I mean I'm like oh you suck or you should you should have healed me all that yeah 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 uh, worry about I mean, any of that I mean but that's fun in its own way too because I mean you're playing mm-hmm. with friends but mm-hmm. yeah and yeah I just thought that was worth mentioning it's one player don't expect multiplayer but because it's, it's not there but it doesn't make the, it doesn't make the game any worse if anything you might enjoy it more good to know yeah. um I'll keep my why well, I've been playing short and sweet because what I played was short and sweet 
See what I did there? Uh, I, I played. I, 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 I did. Uh, yeah. I played. Uh, the only notable new thing I played was Crush 3D, the demo from the eShop. And speaking of rare games, this Crush 3D is a GameCube, or GameCube, wow, GameStop exclusive, 20 bucks. It used to be 40 And that was actually my big thing. And when I was playing it, I was thinking, this game is a lot of fun, but not $40 fun. And now it's $20, so I'm seriously considering picking it up. Essentially, you should pick it up, because the I demo, I don't, know, I, I don't know. But essentially, based on the demo, how it works is like this. It's a puzzle platformer. You play as a character who is stuck in his own mental world. And he has to... With awesome flash animated... Yeah, the... Nicely, the, 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 the compressed cutscenes. Cut the cutscenes cut look... Okay, I don't know what it is, but the cutscenes are so low res and so fuzzy. It's like, it's like you're watching it in 360p. Yeah, it's like... YouTube. You know. Not like 240 even. It's oh, like wow. the lowest YouTube setting. But, I mean, the game itself looks pretty good. It's pretty crisp. It's pretty sharp. The graphics are simplistic, but they do the job. And they have a charm to them of sorts. But, of sorts. Not a huge charm to them. But, but, uh, For some reason, the, I feel the, the game would look better if it went super minimalistic. Yeah, it's like some weird in-between right now. Yeah. Like, the, the game, like the gameplay looks... Like, almost like it has like, detail, like, but the character's simple-looking. Like, and the backgrounds are super minimalist. Like, they're just floating objects and stuff. Yeah, but it's that's not like cityscapes. cityscapes. Yeah, I mean, but I feel With like, floating objects. But if I mean, you play it long enough, stuff floats. Yeah, up. but I, I don't know. I just feel like if... I feel like it, it should have like, full if, minimal. If, if it had, like, Echo Chrome-style graphics, they it would full look, minimal. It would look or so even the, better. Uh, what's it called on PlayStation Vita, that black and white game? Um, Escape Plan? Yeah. See, that See that. That would have looked cool if it was, like, Escape Plan-style. But anyway... Uh, the gameplay itself is pretty cool. It's a puzzle platformer where you have to reach the end goal of each level and collect three orbs along the way. Or however many orbs. Yeah. It depends on the level. So what you do is you have this world, and it looks like you can access certain platforms and things, but you have the ability at any moment in the game to switch from 3D to 2D to 3D to 2D, back and forth between these dimensions. And when you switch it, the level... If, you go, if you're in 3D, you know the level's 3D. And then when you switch to 2D, the level flattens. So you things that were out it. of... You crush it. Crush 3D. By second now available. But no, if you, 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 you crush it. So if there's a platform that's way in the distance that you need to get to, but you have no way of getting there, if you switch it 3D, platform's right in front of you. If you have some structure that has... It's too high up to jump. Too up. high up to to jump. You can crush the level, and there'll be a way to get but up there. You have to there. change the camera's perspective Right, that's first. the thing. That's the other thing I was about to say, oh. is that part of it isn't just... Because that sounds relatively simple. Oh, you just crush. But the other half of it is there's perspective shifts. You can view any angle of the level, top down, from the left, from the right, from the bottom, etc. And different. you'll need a sh- uh, crush in these different perspectives in order to get to the things. You'll need to figure out, okay, I need to spin the camera twice to the left, and then crush, and then go up the platform, then pop it back to 3D, then spin it around to the top view, crush again, and suddenly the platform that's like five stories above me will drop to my level. I walk on it, get the orb, and go to the goal. Like, that in a nutshell is how it works. And the demo had, what, like five levels, four levels? Uh, yeah. But it showed, and it was really relatively simple. You customize simple. your robe color. I know, yeah. But it had relatively, yeah, the character wears a robe, and you can customize it. But it's relatively simple, the demo, but the the potential for the full game was definitely hinted at. They uh, One of the last levels of the demo, if not the last level, had... Um, Items you can interact with, a giant soda can, a giant ball, and you use those with the level to create platforms for when you crush. So you'd have to roll a soda can, acro- roll, roll a soda can across the level. It'll go into like this uh, ditch of sorts. Then you crush, you use the soda can as a step to get to a platform that's way in the background in 3D, and then you uncrush, and now you're on that back platform after climbing those steps you created. It's a very clever idea, and, and I think it was originally a 
PlayStation Portable game. Yeah. But it, they redid the graphics and everything for the 3DS, so those cutscenes could have fooled me. And um, <laughs> it really feels at home on the 3DS. That 2D, 3D mechanic makes perfect sense for the 3DS, because when it's in 3D, it really looks 3D. And when it's in 2D, suddenly the level's completely flat. I mean, the background's still set back, so there's still a 3D effect, but you actually see the level shift from all this depth to a very flat plane. So that's kind of cool, and I think it, it makes perfect yeah, that sense. that was pretty fun 3D. just doing it. It makes perfect sense for the 3DS. And, I mean, my big complaint was it's fun, it's bite-sized gaming, it's good for portable, for portability, but it doesn't seem $40 worth. But like I said uh, a few minutes ago, it's only 20 yeah, games. Hopefully reviews won't crush it too much. You and your puns, man. You and your puns. But <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so it's definitely... I haven't played the full game. I've only played the demo, but I really enjoyed it. I will probably at some point pick up the full game. If you're looking for a good pick-up-and-play uh, puzzle platformer with some personality. Yeah, the cutscenes were weird in terms of animation, but they were kind of funny. It has very good writing. It, it's not too serious. It kind of pokes fun at itself, I feel like. It's, kind of, it's somewhat self-referential, I feel like. Um, check it out. I'll... If I if I end up getting it in your future, I'll definitely report back in a not in a future episode of the RM podcast and you know share some impressions of the later levels. But the trailers, there's all sorts of crazy worlds because it's on his head, so mm. it's something to keep on your radar, especially um, leading into Kid Icarus when there's a couple weeks where you might not have anything to play for twenty bucks. It's at least worth it for those few weeks. Yeah, I mean, I other than that, like we don't really have any actual cartridges. Yeah, cartridge there's not a whole lot, there. not a whole lot. So definitely check out Crush. Definitely check out Tales of the Abyss. It sounds like. Oh yeah. And on oh, that... Yeah. Oh, Abyss. yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> but on that note... And check out Rhythm Heaven if you don't have it yet. Just... You're just going to harp on that one forever. Rhythm Heaven. Yeah, but on that note, uh, and with a dog madly barking in the background, it's about time we sign off on this surprisingly long episode of the Random Town Podcast. Um, as always, please let us know what you think of the episode. You can head over to randomtown.com, click on Episode 9, Telling a 3D Tale, and leave us a comment. You can hit me up on Twitter at JSR7. You can hit Jose up on Twitter at Weiro, W-E-I-R-O underscore O. Or, uh, that's very dramatic, wasn't it? Underscore. Or, you know, any other way you can figure out how to reach out to us, go ahead and stalk us. You have our permission. <laughs> and, uh, we, we have, have his, not mine. Nope, I gave him permission for you. Damn and it. we have, I know, sorry. And because we because have, you clearly have that kind of control. I do. And we, <laughs> and we have, no, I don't. And we have a big episode coming up in two weeks. It's the weekend of Kid Icarus. So, not only will we have Mario Party 9 impressions, perhaps with a very interesting story to tell about the game. We have to see how it pans out. So, uh, I'm sure you'll see some tweets from us if what I'm alluding to pans out correctly. But we might have a special visitor playing Mario Party with us. A certain plumber. We don't know yet. But we might have that. Uh, We might also... We will have impressions of the game. We will have impressions of Kid Icarus. And, of course, we'll have all the latest news from the world of Nintendo. So until next time, uh, I don't have a sign-off. No, uh, have, have the gaming. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll see you then. Mm-hmm.